Hello, everyone, and welcome to our monthly Simple Farms LLC podcast. I'm Lori Boyer, and I'm joined, of course, with Scott Scheimer. He's a farmer from Cheyenne Wells, Colorado, and also is the creator and founder of the Simple Farms LLC app, which is a margin analysis tool. We'll be, of course, talking about that during our conversation here today. But it is always fun to check in with you, Scott, and see where we're at with farming activities as well. You know, there's a lot of places out there, social media and TV shows and things like that, that kind of showcase different things going on in a farm. I feel like this is our opportunity to showcase what goes on in Eastern Colorado, more in East Central Colorado, but our time to kind of educate and update folks on what's going on. Don't you agree? Oh, I agree, Lori. We love to even have people come out and visit us that know nothing about farming. We invite them out, come right along, friends, acquaintances, and uh, yeah, and you can't ask for a more exciting time. We are into fall harvest. We're not quite sure what we want to cut yet. We've uh, we've cut some Milo, and then we turned around in the field right next to us. The corn looked good, so we switched the combines over and picked the corn. Then we've kind of moved on from close by town and headed out to our more outlying fields. And uh, now we're starting to hit wet, so I think we're actually going to have to hold off for about three or four days let things dry down a little bit. It's that struggle, just getting the load into the elevator and begging for them to take that last load off that field because it's a little wet. And let me ask you this. What do you do with your corn? Do you keep it and feed it? Do you sell it out? What do you do? Yeah. So we are storing most of the corn. Some of it, we go right to the elevator, You know, especially the landlord's share. We try not to hang on to that too long and market it, take that risk for the landlord. The Milo, all the Milo this year, we're taking to the elevator. I don't want to store it. I don't know. I don't feel like the market's going to stick around for the long term. So we'll store the corn. It's a lot more marketable, a lot of feed yards in the area, ethanol plants. And of course, we got two options on the rail between Stefan Solaviv to the south of us and uh, Cargill here in town. So we've got some options to hit the rail as well with it. And what about wheat planting? Do you have all your wheat uh, in? Yeah, what an exciting year, Lori. I think it's been four or five years since we've actually drilled all our wheat into moisture. We didn't have to chase the moisture. We got a couple little timely rains as we drilled along and all our wheat's in. And then the next scary thing is, is you put it in the dirt and you just hope it really comes up. And we took the tour the other day and everything's coming up. So that's always a good feeling. So we cleared the extra seed wheat out of the drills. Then last night, or not last night, the night before, we caught a little shower around town, and then yesterday morning, another cloud came over a portion of our acres, and I just read the report. We got three-quarters of an inch out of that one. Scott, on your wheat, did you make any adjustments to the varieties that you are planting this year? Last year, we used a lot of West bread and then a little bit of our bird variety, and we did switch to almost all West bread. We were really excited with the performance of it this year, especially in the extreme environment. And we don't like to put all our eggs in one basket. So we did do a different couple different varieties of the West bread this year. We're cutting back on our wheat acres. We're making a little bit of a shift. We really had great success working with green cover seed and raising the rye for their seed for their cover mixes that they're doing throughout most of the Midwest. And it really worked out well. We love the margins on it. We loved the way it performed in the field and it gives us more diversity. So we're going to be planting rye here in a couple of weeks especially now we got a little cooler weather and some moisture. We've doubled the rye acres that we're going to do this year. So we cut out some wheat acres. And how many acres of rye will that bring you to? 
1800 this year. Okay. So we'll put in 1800 and we're kind of diversifying that. Some of it is in going in following some millet that we just harvested mm -hmm. and a couple fields that we just took the corn out of. And we're going to put that rye in and hopefully we can graze it. We're interested in doing some grazing. So we'll put the cattle on that and hopefully the rye will give them a little additional push. Interesting because you didn't graze rye last year. No, we, last year was our first year and we learned a heck of a lesson with it. I mean, I'm just, I know a lot of people say it's similar. It's a triticale is a, a rye variety. And a lot of guys use that for their grazing and their cattle. We didn't realize how fast it would come out dormancy and how quick it would get into the boot. And it caught us off guard. We didn't even have the fence built when we thought we'd be ready to put them on. We were acting like it was wheat and it right. definitely comes out of dormancy quicker and grows faster. So we're going to be a little more prepared and get the cattle on earlier this year. And is that in general with rye or was that maybe an exceptional year just due to the, the heat we had and the rain earlier in the year? And the guys I talked to that are supplying the seed and talking to us, they say, no, it comes out of dormancy quicker. It handles the cold temperatures better. And what else do you have going on on the farm right now? Between all the harvest and everything and the rye, we're shipping millet out. That's been a tough market. A lot of millet's been grown in the area. And just beautiful crops. Oh, my goodness. Just our travels, chasing our daughter with her high school sports and getting around. I've been so impressed. Everybody to the north and south, just so much millet, so much Milo. So we've kind of been a little aggressive on our marketing earlier in the year on that. And the buyers are picking it up. So we're doing a lot of shipping there. About it on the farm, other than the shrimp, we are in shrimp harvest right now. We uh, kind of go through each tank and select out the largest shrimp, kind of cull them down. We still can't seem to get a uniform growth. So each tank we go through, we drain them down and we pull out the largest guys and let the little guys have a little more opportunity. So we're going down our checklist of people with reservations and getting our customers satisfied with their shrimp needs. When you say you're culling out the big guys, that means those are the ones that customers are buying right now then? Yep. And yep. they buy them in a pound, right? Pound... Yeah, pound, half pound, whatever they'd like. We'll we'll catch as many as they want, weigh them out. And if they're local, can they come watch you? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of them, they'll even bring their children with them and we uh -huh. give them the nets and they can go catch them themselves. Uh -huh. it's, it's just like fishing. It, it gets exciting. I still get like a little kid when I catch a few big ones. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, how <laughs> I can see where that's entertaining. <laughs> Are you going to add shrimp to the Simple Farms app eventually? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I would love to add every avenue to uh, Simple Farms. Anything that has a business aspect and needs a cost of inputs and figure out your break-evens. I mean, there's a possibility with the program and just simplifying that process. I mean, that was a whole idea of the program. wasn't necessarily just to focus on farming even the copyright I wrote on it was more of a margin analysis with an icon-based formulation so that uh, just real simple business management with a visual aspect to it. Mm -hmm. So you and I have talked in the past that you kind of got some of the graphic ideas from a video game, right? Yeah. The, so I was having so much trouble just how we're going to do the platform. We got home one night during wheat harvest and my oldest son and his buddies, they were in high school back then. and got off the combine. It was late at night and boy, they had to hurry home and they were playing farm simulator. And I was just like, you guys just got off the tractor in the combine. They got to play the video game. And that was when I decided that's the direction I want my program to go is something very visual, very gamified aspect to it. And you feel like that has been effective? 
I think somewhat. I think so. Just trying to keep it as simple as can, sure. can be. You know, I'm a visual person. I think most people are. So try to use visual icons in the submitting of the operations. You know, on the analysis end, we're not quite there. What we've really done is just really try to clean up the spreadsheets and make it not look so much like a spreadsheet and everything be much more simpler and integrated. But as far as submitting your daily operations, yeah, we use icons and you just tap them and they represent the implement, the equipment they're attached to, the field. We just had the meeting with the team yesterday, actually, with the Google Maps version where you'll have the visual of your fields on a Google Map and a color that will represent what crop types on that field at that point. So just really trying to put some visual aspects into the program. And how soon will those be available in the app? The Google Maps. So we've been developing it. We're just cleaning up the glitch process. So it's actually available, but there's some, the color in and some of the disclosure. They were having a few glitches, but we're going to have those cleaned up within the next few weeks and it'll be out. On the app. So I think a good example, when you just talked a few minutes ago about going more to rye and, and less on your wheat acres, making those adjustments, that's when this app or the margin analysis really comes in handy. Just make those adjustments right in there. And then you can see whether or not you're making money doing it. Exactly, Lori. You know, there's so many variables going into the program, into farming, and then you're plugging it in the program, all the inputs we do. And we get as deep as interest expense, depreciation structures, you know, where we doing payments, salaries, our living oh. expense. Everything's involved in the analysis of each of the crops. So you throw all those variables in fuel expense. My goodness, everybody knows what fuel's been doing and equipment costs. So we've got all that in there and we run that in correlation with the crop and we actually see exactly how well it's performing and whether it's with a landlord and the maybe the lease structures. And it really screams at you what performs well, what doesn't. And the rye was one that really just stood out. It performed well. We had good rains in the spring that helped it. And we were limited on the inputs because we just didn't know where we might be with it. So we're going to push the inputs a little bit, try to improve our yields. It worked out really well. I really liked how it shaped up and it showed us in our margin performance. Scott, if you didn't use the app, if you didn't use the margin analysis tool, would you be doing that on a spreadsheet on your computer or would you have a three ring notebook that you'd be taking notes in? Lori, that's where I started. That's why I created the program as it was spreadsheets and it was getting so complicated at all the variables I was just talking about. If I made a change and bought another load of fuel or added another higher guy on, I was back in trying to put all those formulations in to look at our millet, corn, wheat, milo, you know, all those different crops we were doing. And it got so complicated. And then the more people we added on or the more operations we did, the guys would actually fill out a sheet, submit it, put it in my inbox, and I would end up with a pile of inbox sheets and that I ran out of time to even input. Where now we're just out in the field and on the cell phone, I just tap those inputs on my phone or the guys do that are in the field operating. And boom, it's right there on my Simple Farms analysis. And I just check mark it, goes right to the analysis I want it to go with. And I can look at the performance of the crop right there. It just generates all the numbers like in a report form as needed? Correct. Yep, it sure does. And on our website, simplefarms.ag, we have a demo on there that kind of displays some of that. And we just did have that dialogue with the development team as well. We're going to update that. We've done a lot of updates, so we're going to do 
little more current videos. We're kind of working on all that right now. Can you print those out then, Scott? You can. They come out in a PDF format and you can print anything you want off of the program, however you want to look at it. I asked that because I'm still a note taker. So even printing things out like from the bank or budgeting, I'll still print them out. That way I can go in and maybe take a little note here and there, you know, and, and decide whether or not I want to go in that direction and then input that in. That's why I asked exactly. that. There's still yep. value to that, I think. We it, There is. And uh, we'll even, each operation that occurs on every single field with our landlords, we actually, some of the landlords, we still mail them printable sheets oh, okay. of what their inputs are and their divisions. And it's just a matter of check marks, pulling out what their products they're they have applied on their fields and at their costs. And uh, we print that out in a PDF and just mail it with an invoice to them so they can see exactly in full itemized list what operation happened, what inputs were put on, and what their their cost is in that. Yeah, such a simplified way of doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, and the, the program still does not read your mind. I mean, that's my ultimate goal, right? <laughs> um you have to put the information in. It has to be plugged in. It won't read your mind. And uh, we do get a hang up. I mean, people have got to figure out that they got to put the inputs in. And uh, from there, we work with a lot of customers. We just did a Zoom the other day with a family that's been with us for a year and a half. And uh, they're running the analysis on their wheat crop. And it takes that long to do it from the beginning to the end. And uh, they're very excited. And sh- she was just flying through the program. She knew exactly what she was doing but she just had some detailed questions she wanted to look at this analysis and uh some divisions that they did with share crop and uh, we were able to help them out real quick on the zoom call and go through it and it was very exciting it was very exciting to see customers that are really grasping it and my analogy comes down to it's just like a game if you've played a game for a year and a half you get pretty good at it sure and uh you start to know the angles and the tricks and that's exactly how Simple Farms works. It's just like a game. Mm-hmm. And the more you put into it, the more time you spend with it, the better you get at it. But it's it's just not going to read your mind. You definitely got to put it in. But once you get going, it, it's very simple. And the exciting thing for us is, uh, you know, in farming, it takes a long time. You have a field that you go to wheat and then maybe corn and then milo, however your rotation might be. That's a lot of data over the years. And before you ever get back to that wheat crop, well, if you can have five or six years of all that data in there, we're really excited what we're going to be able to do with that data in the long run with your whole farm and take different looks at what you've done historically and what you can do moving forward with the data you collected on yourself. Wow, that does. It just makes so much sense. What kinds of questions are you getting from customers? I know you said that this family just need a little bit more detailed information, but what other kinds of questions do folks ask you? I'm learning a lot about operations. There are so many complex lease structures. There's a lot of families that are a lot of divisions and sharing on their own operations, you know, individuals that just own one tractor while the other has maybe the combine, but they all work together as a group. Uh, So there's, there's a lot of different complexities of how everybody runs their operation. And so they come to us with those. I don't always have the answer. So as a group, as a team, you know, between us and them, we work together on it and find an angle to to look at how their operation is. And if Simple Farms can't address it directly, as far as in our program, um, we have our dialogue with our development team and we take that idea and we, we're working on trying to simplify it for individuals like that. 
I know you mentioned you have a demo on the website, so we can see some of this. But for our conversation today, when you do run the numbers, when you run the analysis, and I just asked about printing it out, what are some of the highlights that we'll see on there? What are some of the numbers? What are some of the, the line items that come up on that? Yeah. So in the end analysis, it starts off with just a dashboard at the top that just discloses how many acres were involved in that analysis for that specific crop. And we get as deep as we do at landlord base. So maybe we got one landlord that we did 1,200 acres a week for, and it was seven different fields. So it describes the total acres for them, the average cost per acre for all the inputs across the board on it, and then what their division is. And then it spits out right at the bottom of what you need to be selling that crop app to break even. And then you can plug in right below that what you're actually marketing that, whether it's above or below the mark break even or what you're hoping to market at. And it would immediately run that analysis and tell you what your margin is, your profit level or your loss level. And then as you scroll through that analysis, it discloses every single operation, every single input, every single division all the business expense and incomes that you might've had itemized throughout that, the living expense, depreciation, interest. So it's a full disclosure of what you're looking at in your analysis and the end result. I can't help but think how handy that comes in. And I know we've talked about this as well. When you go to your banker, go to the farm service agency and even around tax season. Oh, absolutely. Probably right now, the biggest one is the banker. We ordered a new tractor almost a year and a half ago, and it's supposed to be here in a couple of weeks. And we're looking at some financing structure on that. And so the banker just wants to look at where we're at and our levels. So he actually has access to my simple farms analysis for our farm. And anytime he can just jump on and look at where we're at, where our margins are at, where our production is at. Then when he goes to loan meeting, he can have that dialogue and show that we know exactly where we're at and where we're headed. We started off talking about some of the things that are going on and you're wrapping up. When do you expect to kind of be in what you would consider maybe winter mode where you have things buttoned up for a little while? You know, Lori, our goal is always to be at that point right before Thanksgiving. Okay. So that's our goal. We're way ahead on pace weather-wise, everything else, and the crops are dry so early. We're on pace. I think all the guys are a little relaxed. I'm relaxed. It's kind of an easy run right now. And they've been good crops, so we're having some fun. As for the shrimp side of things, Scott, will you be raising them year-round now? Not quite. We're getting closer. The nursery tank is empty and ready for the next batch. We'd like to clean out a few of the big ones first on the other tanks before we get the nursery tank started. So maybe in a few weeks, we'll get the next batch going, and that'll get us to about three months from now. Okay. Start marketing again. Are you going to increase the amount of shrimp you produce? We'll see. We'll see. We're still learning. There's so much. (laughs) Hey, but we're having better successes than the first round. How fun. That's fun, right? I bet a lot of people will start asking you at some point. You'll become a shrimp farm consultant at some point. I'm not sure I can be a consultant (laughs) in anything. I'm still learning from all my mistakes. That's how I consult. I only (laughs) learn from my mistakes. (laughs) All right, Scott, anything else to mention here today? Very excited about the updates we're doing with Simple Farms. We are doing a bit of a real big social media campaign and uh, kind of right, kind of push that we're out there in a, in a large scale, um, ready for the trade shows. Julie's got us booked up for a lot of trade shows, so we'll be out there doing the trade shows. And uh, our website will also state where we're going to be at and where our booths are at. And I think that's it. 
Well, that's a great way to get to customers through the farm shows and really be able to interact and a great learning opportunity, as you mentioned. Oh, absolutely. It's it's my favorite. I love talking farming. I love to talk to other producers. I have every single guy I've ever talked to. There's something I've learned from them. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah, me too. That's why I like this job. All right. Well, Scott, I hope you guys have a great rest of your harvest season. Be safe out there. Will do, Lori. Thank you. Always a great conversation. Once again, Scott Scheimer joining me here on our monthly Simple Farms LLC podcast. Of course, he is the creator and founder of the app and also owner of Scheimer Farms in Shinewells, Colorado. I'm Lori Boyer.